Welcome, 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 welcome to the Barnabas Speaks podcast. I am your host, Cloyd Brown, and it has been a while for us. I don't want you to think that I gave up or I quit. Uh, these past few months have been very busy for me. I just entered into my Master's of Business Administration program. And so that's what kind of got me. I uh, think family has been really busy as my wife continues to pursue her PhD. Uh, my son is growing, and so I've been busy, but uh, not without thinking about my, uh, my blessing of listeners and the people that uh, have reached out and let me know that they enjoyed this podcast. My commitment to the podcast has not changed, but I am happy to be back. Happy to be back. If this is your first time listening to the Barnabas Speaks podcast, let me tell you what we're about. We're a podcast about encouragement, a podcast about empowerment, a podcast about faith. I'll always be in the the encouragement and empowerment and faith business. That is who I am at the core. And so that's what this podcast is about. I started this uh, uh, about eight months ago. And I am excited to be back. It's been a while. Uh, I'm sorry if you have felt neglected in this podcast, but I'm excited to be back. I've really been praying, really been meditating and focused on what, what I would say when I come back. And I'm encouraged by uh, everyone that has supported. And, uh, and let's get back to a consistent basis of uh, listening and, and recording this podcast. So, uh, as you know, if you are a return listener, uh, and if you're not a return listener, this is your first time listening, I am always going to try uh, my best to intertwine faith or scripture into the things that we talk about uh, because this is God-inspired, so I want to continue to use things that I believe is God-breathed or God-inspired. And so, the title of today's episode is Renaissance Man. Renaissance Man. When I was a, a kid... Uh, probably about 12, 13, uh, we watched this movie with Dan and DeVito. Uh, and Alan Payne, uh, it was called, uh, J- matter of fact, I think Jada Pickett Smith was in it. Maybe not Jada Pickett Smith. I can't remember. But uh, it was a, no, it was uh, Stacey Dash was in there. Uh, and so it was a movie called The Renaissance Man. It was with Dan and DeVito in. Uh, and he was really just talking about being a Renaissance man. And, uh, one of the thoughts about the Renaissance man is uh, Leonardo da Vinci was one of the first Renaissance men. It just, uh, by definition, it is a, a well-rounded man. Uh, and so it is one who has multiple talents. But I want to go ahead and uh, look up so that way you have the definition of what a Renaissance man is. So that way you don't have to go with my pseudo definition. A Renaissance man, a person with many talents or areas of knowledge person with many talents or areas of knowledge. The scripture I want to use today is coming in from Paul, um, 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians chapter 9, starting in verse 19. 1 Corinthians chapter 9, starting in verse 19. And it reads, I'm reading from the NIV. Though I am a free man, though I am free and belong to no one, I have made myself a slave to everyone to win as many as possible. 
to the Jews, I became like a Jew to win the Jews. To those under the law, I became like one under the law, though I myself am not under the law. So as to win those under the law, to those not having the law, I become like one not having the law, though I'm not free from God's law, but am under Christ's law. And so as to win those without having the law, to the weak, I have become weak to the to win the weak, I have become all things to all people, so that by all possible means I might save some. I do all this for the sake of the gospel, that I may share it in its blessings. Our key will be the, the B clause of chapter of verse 22. It says, I have become all things to all people, so that by all possible means I might save some. So, while I said that, Leonardo da Vinci is seen as one of the first Renaissance men. Uh, I think that we would say that Paul is a Renaissance man, and the fact that he he made sure that he was knowledgeable and wise and wisdom, so that way he can have a conversation, hold a conversation with all people. And as I told you, that my my goal is always to empower, to encourage, and I always tell people that sometimes. You have you have to figure out what your focus is because sometimes we're going to be a jack of all trades and we're a master of none. Uh, that's something that we say uh, with the, amongst me and my line brothers. Uh, we would say you can either be a jack of all trades and a master of none, or you can be really good at a small, specific few things uh, and be an expert at that. Uh, but that's not where I want to go. I think that oftentimes. We as believers, we as uh, as people, uh, we become so one-dimensional, we become one-sided and that we cannot uh, intertwine and we cannot break out from our, the one thing that we, we become so focused, so tunnel vision. When it comes to sin, we become so focused on this one sin. This is the worst thing that you can be. And we, and we don't think about anything beyond that. And, and when it comes to the thing that 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 we like we we focus in on that and this is the best thing but we must be renaissance men and women in, in this day and age in the 20 in 2019 and the 21st century we must become renaissance men because the world is forever changing we must be become renaissance men and women to be exact or uh, renaissance people um and so because the world is forever changing and it's always shifting we have to figure out how to be all things to all people uh, and this doesn't mean that you compromise who you are, but you should be able to have a conversation. You should be able to, to be read, well read. You should be able to be uh, well cultured. But what I see happening is, is that we become so tunnel visioned and that we believe that we have it has to be one or the other that we can't cannot turn where where we're from. I'm, one of the things that I think about is the political system and how. Uh, we are aligned to parties rather than being aligned to our morals and to being aligned to our, 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 the things that we hold dear to us. We align ourselves with the party, no matter where it turns, where it goes. We become so tunnel vision, and we we're not well rounded, and we don't have different areas of knowledge because this is all we know, and we will forsake everything, all our morals, all our, all our, all our, uh, st strong, uh, our points where we stand strong on what we, we said that we that we believe in and if our political party doesn't believe in it then we go and so we we realized that uh, one of the things that i got uh from um 
a, the social media comedian Kevin on stage is that two things can be true. And sometimes we live in such a world where it's only one thing that we feel like this it's just one way. And it's one way to highway. Now, with Christ, it's only one way through. To, Christ tells us it's only one way to the Father, and that's through him. Yes. But the other side of it is that it's not one way of believing. And the challenge with us is that we become so one-sided, so, so, one, so tunnel vision, that it limits us and our tunnel vision become chains on us. Because we have to vote Republican Party, we have to vote Democratic Party, or because we, we have to be black, or we have to be white, or we have to be uh, stand tall, or we, it has to be women's rights, and or and, and it becomes just so we so we think like this. So right now, one of the things that the, the sticking points right now is women's equality and women's rights. And the reality that there's this thought that to to support women's rights is to be uh, to emasculate emasculate men to to be anti man. But you can be two things. You, you you can be pro woman and pro man. You can you can be all in for for marriage and not but uh, but not necessarily be married. You can be more. Two things can be true. But the challenge is that we we live in our tunnel. We live in our boxes and we live in this tunnel vision so that we can't even communicate with anyone that doesn't think like us, that sounds like us, because we have not been Renaissance people. We have not versed ourselves in things outside of our culture, and we have not versed in things on things that do not look like us, and we, we, we are so focused on what only what matters to us that we can't hold conversation with people that don't look like us. We can't hold conversation with people that don't think like us because we have become tunnel vision, and, and how can we, the believer, the one who have the, the ones, the believers, the Christians, the, the, the people that are of Christ, the ones that say that we have a, a, a commandment, we have a commission to go and spread the gospel, but the challenge is oftentimes we only know how to spread the gospel to people that look and sound like us. And I'm not talking about black and white. I'm talking about we only know how to spread the gospel to people that, are, that grew up in Western civilization. We only know how to spread the gospel to the people that grew up in our wealthy neighborhoods, in our, in our suburbs, and some of us in, in our hoods, in our projects. And we do not know how to cross lines. And because we don't know how to cross lines, many times how we facilitate the Great Commission is through prejudice. It's through bias. And we believe that our way is right, and we have never considered that maybe the, the reason why we think our way is right, the reason because we don't have multiple views and multiple perceptions, and, and we have not found ourselves well-read and found ourselves well-cultured and found ourselves to be open to something else. A Renaissance person is open to different ideas because they are seeking to, be, to have knowledge from all different areas. And when, because they are open to learning different things, open to having different kind of conversations, open to different cultures. Then they can, because of that reason, they be, they become well-rounded. And they now can be like Paul and say that I'm all things to all men. To the rich, I'm, I'm, I've been wealthy. And to the poor, I've been poor. To the weak, I've been weak. To the strong, I've been strong. Just to reach them so I can relate to them. The greatest challenge is that we don't want to break our own box so that we could be relatable to people. And so we put on this, 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 this. This projection of perfection when we go and talk to people as if we have never fallen, or even if we do, fall, even if we do share our fall, we only share a part of it, and we don't really share the the true breaking because we don't want to be all things to all people. We just want to be all things to certain people. 
as I look at the as I look on TV and I look at social media and I notice the separation, the separation of the black to white, from man to to woman, and and we don't know how to support each other because we don't realize that they, that two things can be true, multiple things can be true. You can be fully man, but be fully supportive of of, of the woman's equality. You could be. <laughs> I want to be careful when I say this, but you can be pro-life and still be pro-woman's choice. No one has asked me this, so but I'm going to share this anyway. People ask me uh, if people were to ask me what I feel about uh, the the Alabama and the Georgia things about abortion. I believe, personally, I believe that we have given the government too much say-so over our lives. We have, we have requested that the government, that the, 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 the state, police our moral behaviors. And we ask them to, to enter, enter into our bedrooms, into our houses, into, into, our, into our lives, but then are shocked when we have limited freedoms. Because we want everyone to think like us and to believe like us. And the reality is that we that there's a there's a there's an opportunity, there's a possibility that we are wrong in our viewpoint, in our perspectives. Give me an ex- I'll give you an example. To my listeners, to my podcast. Returnees, when's the last time you prayed about your position? No, when is the last time you prayed about your position on anything? When's the last time you prayed and asked God about the person that you that you are supporting that you're going to vote for? When is the last time you prayed and asked God how you should present yourself at work? When is the last time you prayed about the position that you stand so proudly on on Facebook and you let everybody know on social media that this is because I'm a Christian, because we believe that God thinks like us, because we say that we are Christian, but we never consider, we never go back and ask, God, what do you believe in this Christ? What is your thoughts? What is your will? How should I talk to this person? How should I relate this? Should I, should I even have anything to say? Because we are so tunnel vision that we refuse to be renaissance people. We refuse to try to be all things to all people. So that way we can have a connection point to all people. But we believe that our way is right and that everyone should come up to us and not the other way around. That if we believe something... If it is our stance that it has to be Christ's stance, never considering, never taking on the humility that you could be wrong. Never taking on the humility that let me pray and ask God about it. I respect. Uh, I remember when around 9-11 happened. Not, not around, I was, I was watching a thing about President Bush. Uh, President George W. Bush. Whether you agree or you support with him. I can respect the fact that at least he believes that that's what God told him to run for president. At least he believes that's what God told him to do. Most times, 
the things that we have our strongest perspectives on, our strongest bias on, our strongest prejudices on, are things that we have yet to take to God. If if I was to ask you, did you ask God about it? Not are you sure, but did you consult God about it? Most people would say no. But we said that we were Christians. Let's, let, I want to break out even if, let's say you're not a Christian. Have you consulted your belief system? Whatever it may be. Have you consulted your blues? Maybe you're not a believer in, 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 in Christ. And maybe you're not a believer in religion. But the thing that you hold true, have you at least consulted that? The thing is that we believe, we believe in things until it does not match up with what we, what we want to do. Our belief system is shifting. And, and if we have the real reality is that if your belief system could be shifted at, at the drop of a hat, maybe it's not that effective. God does not stop being God. Christ is not being to stop being Christ. Whether I hate Christ, he's still Christ. Whether I love Christ, he's still Christ. Whether I accept Christ, he's still Christ. Whether I, I, I don't accept him, he's still Christ. Whether I praise him, he's still Christ. Whether, whether I, I forget about him and I abandon him, he is still Christ. It never changes. He still died on the cross for my sins and the sins of the world. But the real, real thing that's keeping us from being true Renaissance people, the thing that's keeping us from, from, from caring about our brother and sister, from having productive conversations with the police departments in our neighborhoods, from the police coming and having productive conversations with the community to, to, to bridge the gap, the thing that are keeping us from doing that is that we refuse to be Renaissance people and be open to something different than ourselves. We refuse to be Renaissance people to have many areas of knowledge. As long as we're tunnel vision, as long as we believe that our way is right and we're not even willing to read and to, to research and to learn different cultures and to learn how different people think, to learn different family dynamics, to learn different marriage dynamics, to learn what it's like to be single in this place, to learn it. As long as we block ourselves out from that, we will not be Renaissance people. And as long as we do that, we will never be able to fully live out the commission. You will never be able to be to be fully successful in all the things that, that you believe that you are called to do. Seek knowledge, beloved. Seek wisdom. Seek difference. Not for the, not different for the sake of being different, because many of us try to be different for the sake of being different. But what I'm telling you, what you have to do beyond, beyond all the other, other stuff, is that you have to... Open yourself up to learning something that's, that, that you don't know. If, you don't, if you're learning something, it is something that you don't know. Stop chasing the same thing that you know that you know that you know because you're not going to reach anybody. Your business is not going to be not going to grow if you keep on doing the same thing over and over and over again, the same action, never seeking to learn more. Yes, your business may be steady, but eventually it's going to be stagnant. You have to seek to, to not maybe expand your business into different avenues, but you have to learn more effective ways to do it. You have to learn what, what is this, what is this, uh, Customer base, like you have to learn. If I decide to expand and go into to another, open up another store, what kind of research do I need to do? Open your mind to different things. We are in an information age, and there should be no reason that we should be walking around willfully 
ignorant, if we have information at the tip of our hands and we should be wanting to learn to be exposed to different cultures. But now it seems and, and if you look out the window and I'm talking about the window of your social media, and the window of the Internet, it seems that we are re- we're reverting back to ignorance, that the, the more information we have, the less we seek to learn. And we refuse to be renaissance people. We refuse to be renaissance men and women, those that are seeking wisdom and seeking knowledge and seeking to be men and women of many talents and many areas of knowledge. If you look and you study Leonardo da Vinci, you realize that he wasn't just an art artist, but he but he, he tinkered in science, he tinkered in math. You see, you'll still see some of his drawings that people use today, his diagrams and stuff like that, because he was seeking to, to 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 learn many things, not just for the sake they say that he knew many things, but the more that you know about a person, the more the more cultures you know, the more well-rounded you are, the better impact you can have on society and community. Community. Two things can be true. You can be, you can be, you can you that that when I say two things could be true, a cop can genuinely fear for his life, but a black person can also genuinely fear for their life. And we don't think about those things. We 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 don't think about what it feels like to be someone else. We don't think about what it feels like to escape out the, the safety of our own culture. I've grown up, I've been around many people. I'm blessed by the military to be by people from different walks of life. I've, uh, I've, I've met people that grew up in the mountains of West Virginia and North Carolina. People that grew up on the, the, the New York City. People that grew up in the country. People that, that grew up out west, Midwest. People from California. People from Texas and all these different regions, and they have different aspects. I've met people that grew up in, 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 from, in Puerto Rico and Mexico and people that grew up in, in, in Europe. And the biggest barrier to us connecting is that we can't see things from outside of our own point of view. When Paul was saying this, that he's all things to all men, that he, where he better save more. What he's saying is that I was, I, I became all things to all men. I, I took up their perspective to see how they viewed the world. I was talking to a friend. This was a few years ago, and we were talking about interaction with the police. And he was, I am. You don't know I am African American. I'm black. Proud, a proud black man, but more, I'm proud to be a Christian. I'm a proud black man, and I met a man that's proud to be, he's, a, he's Caucasian, but he's proud to be white. And I don't feel like there's anything wrong with that. He's also a proud to be a Christian. And I, I walked him through what it was like, my interaction with the police. Never committed a crime. 
Well, outside of speeding. So technically that's a crime. Outside of speeding. And uh, I told him about one time when I was driving back from college. And I had this 1990 Blue Mazda Protégé. This is 2002 when I had it. So at the time it's 11, no, 12 years old. 12 year old car. Discolored blue 1990 Mazda 323 Protégé. Driving back on this in Jefferson Davis County. For those of you who know who Jefferson Davis is, Jefferson Davis is the president. He was president of the Confederate. Uh, Union, uh, the Confederate States of America, and uh, very rural town, driving under the speed limit, and I get put over by the cops. Cop tells me that he has reason to suspect that I had drugs in the car, and uh, he like, man, if I bring the dog, will the dog smell like? No, sir. Understanding that. I've done a few things in my life. I've, I've had drinks. Uh, I've, I haven't participated in many illegal things, but I've, I've been in situations that 18-year-old, 19-year-old should not be in, uh, whether you want to talk about sex or you want to talk about uh, me racing up and down the highway, all those different things. But drugs has never been something that I've affiliated myself with. Never. No one in my in my past will ever say, if you would tell them that they think that I was, that I was a drug dealer, I was transporting drugs, I was using drugs, they would not believe you because that has never been my MO. I am I, very open. I say that most of my... I guess you could say, spiritually, my area of spirituality that lacked my moral compass was probably would be in my, my sex life and relationships. And so he was convinced. And ever since then, there's a nervousness when cops pull you over. Now imagine the person that grew up with not genuinely, genuinely not having a good relationship with law enforcement. Every time somebody he came to that the police came to that neighborhood, it was never for anything good. Imagine the cycle of fear that's drawn in. See, we don't, we, don't, we don't look from other people's perspectives because it requires us to, to confront our own prejudices. We don't look from other people's perspective. We don't look from a woman's perspective where every, you don't know what it's like and you don't consider what it's like to be a woman in a male-dominated world, if you will, but let's say profession and environment where you had to brush off sexist jokes in order to, to get along with the get-along, 
you had to endure locker room talk. You had to endure being considered less prepared and less less qualified merely by your sex. And then not be able to perceive what it's like to walk in that type of environment as the known minority. To, to what it's like to hear when someone else hears about a sexual assault or sexual harassment, the response of your coworkers and how people respond to it. And how that can affect how you share and how you walk through life on edge, never feeling truly safe. Because we have not taken the time to open ourselves up to many areas of knowledge, many areas of culture. I know that I normally do a series, so I think I want to continue this series in the Renaissance, the Renaissance man, the Renaissance woman. And we're going to attack different things. We're going to talk about culture, being Renaissance in culture and being Renaissance and in, 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 in social justice and being renaissance in the marketplace and being renaissance, being a renaissance person in the church. We only know how to be one thing. And it's challenging us as a people. We only know how to be church. What we do is we get saved and we forget get what it was like before we were saved and all of a sudden we can't relate to these the people that God has assigned to us because we're so tunnel vision so one-sided one-minded now as you know me you know I'm an excitable person so normally you would see me getting excited by now and feel like I'm preaching and that hasn't changed I'm not trying to this is but I I, I want to this 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 is an interesting into the renaissance man slash woman the renaissance person have you considered your perspectives have you considered your perspectives have you considered why you tick the way you tick why you view the things the way you view and have you considered and asked what God's will is for how you see these things what if you're wrong? Let's 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 use this as a as a dropping point. What if the way you view the world is not the way God views the world? You say, well, that's easy. That's probably that's probably the case. And because we feel we we have this distance between us and God, which is caused by sin, and we have this distance between our mind and the mind of God. And we don't treat it like a relationship as if we're growing closer and closer to each other. Because we're so distant, we can't even imagine. We can't even fathom having the mind of God. Thinking like God. 
Not thinking like a God, but thinking like God. Our gods are our political parties. Our gods are our relationships. Our gods are our prejudice. Our gods is our, is our, is our gender. Our God is our race. Our God is our denomination. These are our gods. Because that's how we think. Never seeking to get a more rounded perspective on life, a more rounded perspective on wisdom and knowledge because we are more committed to that standard than we are to God. We don't want to stop being prejudiced. We don't want to stop being culturally tunnel-visioned. We don't want to stop sleeping around. We don't want to stop cheating. We don't want to stop hurting people. We don't want to stop saying offensive things. We don't want to stop tearing people down and calling it free speech. We don't want to admit that maybe we made a bad decision. we're not truly worried about being well-rounded because at the heart of the matter we are so focused on ourselves that it's almost impossible to reach others because we can only see the world through our lens and our context but sometimes our context is not the other person's context our perception, not the other person's perception. And their perception and their context is not wrong because you believe yours is right. Two things can be right. And it's a matter of perspective. But the one true perspective that's correct is the perspective in Christ. But as long as we keep on letting everything else be our gods and becoming tunnel vision to different options, different cultures. We will always fall short because we are not open to being a person with many talents and or a person with many areas of knowledge. Think on these things, beloved. Meditate on these things. What is keeping you from truly being in the will of God? What is keeping you from truly being in relationship with Christ? I know you thought this was about your relationship with other people, and it is. But some something in your perspective, something in your tunnel vision is keeping you from truly knowing who Christ is. And we cannot know Christ from our limited perspective that we continue to close off different ideas what if you're wrong what if the way that you're approaching life is wrong and so in turn every decision you make is built off of that one that, 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 that perspective leaves a wake of dead people that got put in your path to save but 
because you won't open up your mind and open up yourself to truly understand and know the will of God. People are suffering because everything else but God is your God. Think on these things, beloved. God bless you. God love you. You have just listened to another episode of the Barnabas Speaks podcast. I'd like to thank you for coming out. I'm your host, Claude Brown, and I just want to leave an opportunity. If you have any questions, you have any comments, you have any concerns, you have any prayer requests, or if you would like to speak to me about furthering or beginning your relationship with Christ, I would like to give you give you the avenues to communicate with me. First, you can email me at cloyd.brown at rocrdu.com. Once again, that's cloyd.brown at rocrdu.com. You spell my name C-L-O-Y-E-D Brown. If you would like to reach out to me on social media, my Facebook is Cloyd Brown. My Instagram is at Cloyd Brown. And my Twitter is at Gentleman Cloyd. Once again, my Facebook is Cloyd Brown. My Instagram is at Cloyd Brown. And my Twitter is at Gentleman Cloyd. I want to thank you for coming out. And know that I'm praying for you, that I believe in you. And thank you for allowing Barnabas Speaks into your earways, into your homes, and into your cars. And remember, never let your independence rob you from your dependence on God. God bless you.